0: Uh, introduce to you these two amazing brothers in Christ that I've gotten to know over the last two and a half years. Um, on the far side here, this is Burr. He's the deacon for eternal life. Could you guys welcome Burr? <clears throat> and this gentlemen right here. This is the amazing Pastor Chuck Lou, and uh, he has just been a blessing. Both of them have been such a blessing to me. And uh, what I wanted to do is introduce them and then um, have you share with us here this morning. So we're going to hear from you first, and then I'll come up after you're done. All right.
1: To start off the afternoon or morning because <laughs> we're so used to praise and worship God in the afternoon so this is uh, something new for us um, I'll be reading from the scriptures in John three sixteen, and in John three sixteen it says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Good morning. Nobody passed the order to stay here, but I would like to stay here. Because I am the show guy. <laughs> I will stay here, you cannot see me. Are you ready to hear my speech, my language? <laughs> uh, I am the pastor, Chalu and the Hmong pastor here. I'm happy to see you, everybody here. And today, I would like to speak English, and I speak Hmong too, okay? Um, pastor, give me 10 minutes, and maybe 10 minutes, uh, I go so fast, I uh, feet 80 miles per hour. Yes, I can do it. Thank you. Hey, no, John Chen. No, no, go your care. Eat, call Lumong, call Lumiga, Shima, Lumiga, make a good hanging out, and name Long, let you know, call Lumong, okay? What you phone, come on the patient. I would like to apologize for the English, is not good for me, okay? It's not good, but listen to me carefully, listen to me, okay? You look at me and listen to me. And when I say the words not clear, I show my hand. Okay, And you understand what I say. Okay. Um, today, I would like to, um, first of all, thank you for my uh, and birth to reading the John 3.16. And now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, to and today, I would like to um, preach, you are God people. When I go anywhere, somebody asking me, who are you? They asking me, they would like to know my name. Who are you? But I answer the guy, I say, I am the God people. And today, I would like to tell you, you are not the American people. You are not the Hmong people. You are not the Chinese or whatever people, but you are you are the God people. Okay, wherever you go in, they're asking you, "Who are you?" Tell them, "I am God's people." Why are you are God's people? Because God so loves you, and He sent he only Son to die for you. Amen. That's it. Let me talk about that. You lost the kita. And you go work so hard because you need the money to go buy the kita to pray. That's your opinion. But God loves you. And he do everything so hard, and he sent he only one son to die for you. Because you are very important to God. What is important? You are God people, and today I would like to tell you. don't to you 而是Sם在盯着人感觉 tragen そして咱们澄清太多人这时候是要为它所支的它正在扇手名现在是年轻在锡下的时候 Let me talk about that. Example. God loved the flower. And he his only one son to the garden. And to die for the flower. That's missing. No. For me, I say no. The flower and the garden. We are the God's people. You, you and me are God's people. And we live in here, we live in the earth, we live in the world. And God loves you and me. And He sent His only one Son to the world to die for you and me. And today, you and me got eternal life. What eternal life? Eternal life forever to God. Today you have, eternal, you have the light, but you didn't got the light. But Jesus came to die for you, and you got the light for your hand. Sometimes you got a beautiful wife and husband. You say, I got my beautiful wife. No, you had your beautiful wife. You didn't got it. Sunday, one day, you are leaving, you are going. But Jesus, you got it. Amen? I you got it. You did not have it, you got it. I am I'm I'm to Watchihlu <aning> Painli <managed> and pay one in and today I would like to share, I would like to tell everybody, please believe Jesus. Please hold Jesus too strong and believe Him. And he is your internal life. He is the way, the truth. For you, for me, for everybody. Today we are here. What a point we can here. We are God people. Today, you're going home. Somebody asking you, who are you? Tell them exactly, I am God people. Because God lost me so much, and He's saying He only wants some to die for me. And today, I the noble to Jesus. I and He people. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. watch out Thank you, How you from
0: Fantastic! I love, absolutely love what Pastor Chuck Lou said there at the beginning. Uh, we tend to um, identify ourselves um, in, in so many ways. You know, we we uh, align ourselves with uh, different ideologies or thoughts, um, uh, organizations, uh, churches, countries, uh, nationalities, whatever the case may be. But you know, I. I wonder how much different the church would be if we were to respond to instead saying, I'm a child of God. That's who I am. I'm a child of God. That's actually what we're talking about here today. We've been, um, uh, for uh, those of you from Eternal Life Church, we are in our 22nd week can't believe that. 22nd week of a 50-week series in which we've been going through the book of Acts. So Acts in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then the book of Acts. And we looked right away at the very beginning about how Luke was part one Part one of the story where Jesus came and, and he, he did ministry here on earth and then he, then he obediently gave his life on the cross. He became a ransom for our sins and then rose from the dead and is living today. And then part two is then the church the church then becoming created, a, given a mission to go out and to be a witness for God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we talked about early on how we're part of that story now. We are in part two right now. Now we've been navigating, as I mentioned, through the book of Acts, and we've, we've seen how initially the message of the gospel of the resurrected Jesus was, was given first to the Jews. Uh, so Jerusalem, and then the regions of Judea and Samaria, and then we saw earlier on how then the gospel of the resurrected Jesus then began to change lives to Gentiles as well. Gentiles being those, anybody who wasn't a Jew, However, not all Jews who became Christians fully understood the ramifications of Jesus' salvation. See, there was this question that existed on the table, and that's what we're bumping up against here in Acts chapter 15. There was this question that if Gentiles, if, if those Christians who aren't Jews become Christians, become born again, receive the, the free gift of salvation do they need to then convert to Judaism? I mean, this was a real issue that they were struggling with, that they were wrestling with. And it was culminating in the discussion of a physical representation of belonging to God. A physical representation of belonging to God. Circumcision. Circumcision. Because a Jew believed that this physical representation was what established you as part of the covenant people. And so now we have this argument or this disagreement that existed amongst Christians, and specifically Christian Jews, knowing that Gentiles all across the land are receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Do they need to then adopt all the things that we believe are important in being a Jew. And so that's where we find ourselves in Acts chapter 15 because the Christian leaders at the time gathered together in what is now known as the council at Jerusalem to then begin to discuss this and decide how are we going to proceed moving forward. And there were Christian leaders on both sides. Paul and Barnabas, we've been spending time looking at them. Paul and Barnabas, they've been on these missionary journeys and they've seen firsthand Gentiles, people who aren't Jews, receiving the free gift of salvation through the resurrected Jesus and their lives transformed. Paul and Barnabas had a front row seat to this. And they very much believed that these things that, that, that Jewish Christians, some Jewish Christians, believed were still necessary for Jews and Gentiles were no longer necessary. But others disagreed. And at this council in Jerusalem, before all the Christian Jewish leaders, Peter speaks up. And he does, he does something. He, this is one of those rare moments where Peter actually says and does something helpful. In Acts chapter 15, verses 7 through 8, this is what we read. After much discussion, so this debate ensued, Peter got up and he addressed all the people present and he said, brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my, from my lips the message of the gospel and believe God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, between Jew and Gentile, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do we try to test God? By putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear. No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. That we as Jews are saved just as the Gentiles are. Listen again to verse 11. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. The definition of grace. This is a word that gets thrown around quite a bit. Amazing grace. We sang that song at the very beginning. What does that word mean? Grace means unmerited favor. It literally means getting something that you absolutely do not deserve. So when Peter stood up before the the Christian Jewish leaders, he beckoned back to what he said in Acts chapter 10. He references this when he talks about when he went to Cornelius. Do you remember this? He went to Cornelius, a Gentile, and he saw firsthand that Cornelius and his family, Gentiles, also received the Holy Spirit when they believed that Jesus rose from the dead and gave their life to him. And this blew Peter's mind. Because again, they had believed that that Christianity, that Jesus was just for the Jews. But it wasn't. And in that moment, in Acts chapter 10, when he sees this transpire between Cornelius and his family members, he says this, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. Again, in verse 10 of Acts 15 that we just read, Peter says, Why do we then try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? And so this this thing that some Christian leaders were saying that in order for Gentiles to truly be Christians, they have to do this. Peter's like, Why in the world? Would we expect Gentiles to do that when we failed miserably doing that ourselves? In 2015, Barner Research, a a research organization that looks a lot at Christian statistics, uh, found that, quote, many adults believe that they will go to heaven as a result of their good works. Broadly speaking, this is the most common perception among Americans who have never made a commitment to Jesus. And there are different categories. For instance, 5% of those surveyed believed that if they would go to heaven, if they obeyed the Ten Commandments. 8% believed that they would go to heaven basically by just being a good person. And then 7% believe that they would go to heaven because God loves all people and will not let them perish. But the key component, the key ingredient to being in the presence of God for all eternity is accepting the amazing grace that God freely gives through Jesus Christ. But the nature of grace The nature of it being so amazing actually does something that many of us maybe don't always put into words. It causes us to have difficulty truly accepting it. Because we're not wired that way. So much of what do we do, what do we we tell our kids? So if you're a kid here, all right, and your parents ask you, tell you to clean your room they might say that they might expect it but what's if they're if they're desperate what's something that they might dangle out in front of you all right if you clean your room you can have ice cream if you do your homework then we'll go outside and we'll play catch we, we tend to do that in our lives, and we expect that as well. We expect these things uh, to achieve um, by these danglers out there. So, so we, we feel like if we do this, we'll get this. And we do that for others. We say, if you want this, you have to do this. And so it's so hard for us to contemplate and to really grasp grace. There's a story, I've shared this before, but it is my favorite illustration, I have to admit. Timothy Paul, author, he wrote, shared a story of an adoptive girl. So he and his family, they adopted a young girl. She was about eight years old, and uh, she had been bounced around with other foster homes, and then finally she landed she was adopted by a family. They brought her, they brought her into their family, and, and then they made plans to go to Disney World. They decided to go, and they wanted to go year after year, but every time they went, they kept her at home. They kept her at home with other family members, other friends, and the rest of them would go and, and would do that. And they would say, they would basically say, well, it's because you're misbehaving. It's because you aren't doing what we te- are telling you to do. You, you can't go. You don't deserve to go with us. Well, they eventually gave her up and, and she was adopted then by Timothy Paul and his family. And they heard about this story, and they were like, we're going to rectify it. We're going to fix this. We're going to go to Disney World. Who doesn't love going to Disney World? But one thing that, that happened that was just something that Timothy didn't expect, Timothy Paul, is that her behavior just skyrocketed in a negative way. She started acting out in all sorts of uh, difficult and serious ways, treating others with disrespect, sometimes getting uh, physical. Uh, She was just behaving in ways that were very difficult. And they contemplated, they were like, maybe she shouldn't go. But then they eradicated that from their mind. No, we're going to take her. The first day they went to Disney World was horrible. Her behavior was horrible. She she whined, she complained, she had had fits of of rage, she lashed out at her her new sibling, she lashed out at her parents. It was just so exhausting. They got back to their hotel room that night and they were like, how are we going to do this? And Timothy goes to this, this new daughter of hers, of theirs, and he sits down in the bed, and he's just wanting to go to bed himself, be done with the day, count it a loss, and hope for something better the next day. He looks at his new daughter and he says, Did you have a good day today? Because it didn't seem like you did. And she said. I had the best day. And he said, why? Tell me, what, what made this day so good? And she looked at her new dad and she said, Daddy, I finally got to go to Disney World, but it wasn't because I was good. It was because I'm yours. That is Grace. Having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ has nothing to do, nothing to do with what we have done or what we haven't done. Paul talks about this. It's not by what you do or what you don't do so that no one can boast. That means that the onus is completely and solely on God. And he's provided a way for us to have life everlasting through his son, Jesus Christ. And this is a gift that is freely given. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. The grace given by God it becomes amazing only, only when we accept being his. In Revelation chapter 7, I referenced this earlier. John has this vision of eternal life. Where we are with a multitude of others who have given their life to Jesus Christ, who have freely accepted grace, unmerited favor. Then in verse 9 of chapter 7 in Revelation, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, from every tribe, from every people, from every language standing before the throne and before the Lamb, before Jesus. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to Jesus. Um, Would you stand? We're going to uh, end our service here with a couple of things. Um, The first is I want to uh, uh, share this creed together with you. Uh, Eternal Life Church, this is something that we've been doing this year at the end of each of our services. Saying this together out loud, we invite you to say this with us. Here we are. We are the church. We have received power from the Holy Spirit we are jesus's witness to the world we will give the love of jesus to each other to our community and to the ends of the earth because we are the church Uh, so one last thing that i want to do is i want to um uh share a song together and um I'm going to ask first uh, for uh, North Haven Church for you to sing with me. We're going to sing the verse for Amazing Grace. And then Pastor Chuck Lewis is going to lead his church in the same song in their native language, and uh, then we'll pray and share lunch together. So let's sing North Haven. Amazing grace. but
1: now I see. yes lu lo
0: God, thank you for today. Um, Thank you for the encouragement, certainly. Thank you, Lord, that you were glorified in this place. And thank you also for the reminder, uh, Father, for us all, uh, that we are one body. We are one church. We are all children of God. For those of us who have given our lives to Jesus Christ, believe that he died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead and is living today. We are saved. We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we're given a mandate. We are to be your witness to the world, empowered by the Holy Spirit, And I pray, Lord, for North Haven as we continue to move forward, loving one another, loving our community, and loving and and, and glorifying you, we pray, Father, that you would bless us and that we would remain resolved, Lord, to step out in faith with the mission that you've given us. And I also pray for Eternal Life Church. Lord, there are 70,000 Hmong in the Twin Cities. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few, and so, Lord, I pray that you would send them into the harvest field. Lord, that they would reach uh, those that are lost, that are unsaved, and to bring them to the salvation that can only come through your Son, Jesus Christ, receiving that free gift of grace. We pray blessings, Lord, on eternal life. We pray, Father, that they would encourage one another, that they would glorify you, and that they would love their community, and that you would use them in powerful and amazing ways. And Lord, be with us as we share this this meal together. We pray that that would be a time of great fellowship and friendship, again, that it would glorify you. Bless the food to our bodies. We pray this, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Join us for lunch.